upon life, still as you are tempest tossed. When you are discouraged, thinking all is lost, count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Count your blessings, name them one by one, count your blessings, sing what God has done.
only here on a Wednesday night. They're not that quiet. Take your copy of God's Word this morning, please, and find the book of 2 Corinthians and keep that tag handy. We're going to be using it in just a few minutes. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. In the book, A Second Helping, A Chicken Soup for the Soul, Reverend John R. Ramsey tells about how in one church a certain person provided him with a rose boutonniere for the lapel of his suit every Sunday. Now think about it. Every Sunday uh, he was presented with a rose boutonniere to put in his lapel. And he said at first he really appreciated it, but then it sort of became a routine. It was something he kind of grew accustomed to. But then one Sunday it became very, very special. As he was leaving the Sunday service, a young boy walked up to him and asked him this question. He said, sir, what are you going to do with that flower? Well, at first he didn't know exactly what the boy was talking about, but when it sank in, he pointed to the rose on his lapel and asked the boy, do you mean this? The boy said, yes, sir. He said, if you're just going to throw it away, I'd like to have it. Well, the preacher smiled and told him he could have the flower and then casually asked what he was going to do with it. And the boy, who was probably no more than 10 years old, looked up at the preacher and here's what he said. He said, sir, I'm going to give it to my granny. My mother and father divorced last year and I was living with my mother, but she married again and wanted me to live with my father. He said, I lived with him for a while, but he said I couldn't stay. So he sent me to live with my grandmother. She is so good to me. She cooks for me and takes care of me. She's been so good to me that I wanted to give her that pretty flower for loving me. Well, when the little boy finished, the preacher could hardly speak. His eyes were filled with tears and he knew that he had been touched by God through the words of that little boy. And he reached up and he unpinned that rose and with the flower in his hand, he looked at the boy and he said these words, Son, that is the nicest thing I've ever heard. But you can't have this flower because it's not enough. He said, if you'll look in front of the pulpit, you'll see a big bouquet of flowers. Different families buy them each week for the church. And I want you to take those flowers to your granny because she deserves the very best. The little boy made one last statement, which made Reverend Ramsey I say that he would always treasure this. And the little boy said these words. He said, what a wonderful day. I asked for one flower and got a beautiful bouquet. I asked for one flower and got a beautiful bouquet. Beloved, I'd like to suggest to you this morning that that boy's comments describe what happens to us when we receive the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior. We ask for one flower and we receive a beautiful bouquet. In fact, the Apostle Paul calls it the indescribable gift in 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 15. In other words, beloved, when we receive the Lord Jesus Christ, we receive everything. Romans chapter 8 and verse 32 says, He who did not spare his own son but delivered Him up for us all, how shall He not with Him also freely give us all things? With Him we get all things. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3, As His divine power has given to us all things 
that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who has called us by glory and virtue. Beloved, we asked for a flower, but we received a bouquet. But the question remains, are we grateful like that little boy was grateful on that Sunday morning? Well, you've got your Bibles open, I hope, to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And I want to look at one verse of Scripture with you this morning. In fact, in our English Bibles, it's only eight words long. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 15 says, Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. It's on the screen in front of you. Let's say it out loud together, would you? Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. You know, a lot of times preachers will take this verse and they'll preach it most appropriately at Christmas time. But as I got to studying it this past week and the week before, I find, I find it's a very fabulous verse for Thanksgiving, don't you? I mean, it even has the word thanks right in it. The very first word says, thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. Now, here in chapters 8 and 9 of Corinthians, Paul is talking with them about their giving and their offering. And then as he gets to a point in chapter 9, he just breaks forth in this wonderful little doxology. Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. He praises and thanks the greatest giver, the Lord, who gives the greatest gift. But the question is, what is he talking about? You know, that word indescribable is a very interesting word. Perhaps your translation has it this way. It may say in your Bible, unspeakable. Or it might be translated inexpressible. It's a very interesting word. It's the only time we find this word in all of the New Testament. And it literally means defying expression or beyond words or we can't fully tell. It's unspeakable. It's inexpressible. It's indescribable. We can't fully describe this gift that God has given to us. But then that brings up the question, what is the indescribable gift? What is it that we're thanking God for? Well, while others have offered some various ideas, I think there's only one gift that Paul can be talking about. And you may have already figured it out as we've been talking so far. And that is he can only be talking about Jesus. You see, when you get Jesus, you get everything else. When you get Jesus, you get eternal life. You get forgiveness of sin. You get God's grace. And on and on and on. I told you, we asked for a flower, Jesus, and we ended up getting a beautiful bouquet. I think it's very obvious he's talking about Jesus. If you go back to the previous chapter there, In chapter 8 and verse 9, here's what it says. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though He was rich, yet for your sakes He became poor, that you through His poverty might become rich. The indescribable gift is none other than the Lord Jesus Christ. How many of you know this verse? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Were they just singing about that love letter a moment ago? Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. Now listen, though we can talk about Jesus, and we can describe Him in many ways using the Bible, the language fails us to fully describe the Lord Jesus Christ. Not only does language fail us, our understanding fails us to fully understand, appreciate, and articulate the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says His ways are higher than our ways and His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Have you come to find out what I have found out in my own life? 
I, I found out this book. The longer I'm a Christian, the longer I'm a Christian, uh, the more I realize how dumb I really am. Now you might be thinking, well, preacher, we've known that about you for a long time. Well, that's okay. I've come to realize it myself, thankfully. But what about you? Do you find yourself walking away from Scripture and you've been in the Word and you come away from it saying, there's so much I don't know. There's so much I don't grasp. There's so much I don't understand. There's so much I have left to study. There's so much I can't get my arms wrapped around. And beloved, that's not a bad thing. May it drive us back to the Word. May it drive us back to prayer, pleading for understanding and enlightenment. In fact, the truth of the matter is we can't fully understand. Uh, we'll never fully understand. This book is inexhaustible. And so I want to bring a very, very simple message this morning from this simple but powerful verse. And I want to talk to you about uh, three G's. I think you all can remember this. In fact, if you want to memorize this verse, you may can memorize it before we're done. Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. But these are real simple points I'm going to give you, but they're quite profound. I want to talk to you first of all this morning about the giver. The giver. And the giver is none other than God Himself. The Bible says here what? Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. The giver. Think about this first. James chapter 1, verse 17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And comes down from who? From the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. And beloved, we think about good gifts and perfect gifts. This is the greatest gift being talked about in this verse. The Lord Jesus Christ, He gave His only begotten Son. Every good gift and every perfect gift comes from the Father. Let me ask you, beloved, what good gifts have you received in your life that have not come from the hand of Almighty God? Do you have good health this morning? Who gave that health to you? Do you have a loving family today? Who gave that loving family to you? Do you have sufficient money and shelter and food and water for this day? Well, who gave those things to you? Furthermore, do you have salvation today? Well, who gave that to you? Yes, in all these areas and all others, we must admit that it is God who has blessed us. You know, a lot of times at Thanksgiving, we appropriately thank God for our physical blessings and our material blessings, and we are grateful today. But we sometimes we come up short on thanking God for our spiritual blessings. In preparation for this message, I ran across an article about biblical counseling, and it talked about four spiritual blessings that we should be grateful for and thankful for. Let me just for the sake of time share them with you real quick. First of all, you might want to jot these down. We have access to fullness, fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. We have access through Christ. We have access to fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. Are you looking for joy today? Are you looking for true pleasure today that is lasting and wholesome and good? Psalm 16.11 says it this way, You will show me the path of life in your presence. In your presence, God, is fullness of joy at your right hand or pleasures forevermore. So think about that. When we receive the Lord Jesus Christ, we have access to the fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. But there's a second thing. And this is something that's crucial. 
And the second one is we have access to the wisdom of God for life issues. We have access to the wisdom of God for life issues. Got any issues today in your life? (laughs) Anything you're struggling with? Might be in your family, it might be in your finances, it might be in your job. Might be at school, it might be a relationship, it might be a health concern, might be a major decision you've got to make. Might be a struggle with your parenting or in your marriage. It might be caring for a loved one. It might be caring for your aging mother or father. It might be watching others that are deteriorating in health. And it might be struggles and stresses and strains. In fact, I haven't met anybody this morning that didn't have an issue of some sort. They might not have told me about it. But I understand we all have issues, don't we? And through Christ, we have access to the wisdom of God for life issues. And what we need when it comes to life issues is the wisdom of God, not the wisdom of man. James chapter 1 and verse 5, I love this verse. If any of you lacks wisdom, I'll be the first to raise my hand. That's me, God. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, now watch this, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. (laughs) You can ask God and not worry about being scolded or reprimanded. He delights to give you his wisdom. He delights to give you direction. And in these life issues that we struggle with, we have access to the wisdom of God. And may I just point out while we're doing it, A lot of it you'll find right here. You'll find it in your hands. Well, we know that we have access to the fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore. We have access to the wisdom of God for life issues. But here's a third one that you may not realize, and that is this. God supplies us with things in this life to enjoy. I want you to understand something, beloved. I don't know who started this. Probably the devil. God is not a cosmic killjoy. He's not up in heaven with one of those you know, handheld bug zappers and every time you have joy or fun in your life, He strikes you down. No. God is the one that gave you these things in the first place. God is the one who gives these things to us to enjoy. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17 is a very interesting verse. Uh, it talks to those who are rich. But in the end, it throws in something you need to understand. It says in 1 Timothy 6.17, Command those who are rich in this present age not to be haughty, don't be proud, nor to trust in uncertain riches. That's good counsel for any of us. And by the way, according to the world standards, we are all rich. Everybody in this room is rich according to the world standards. When you look at the world at large, people living on a dollar or two a day, We're all rich. And it says we're not to be haughty and proud because God gave that to us. We're not to trust in those uncertain riches. But here's what it says. But in the living God, trust in God. And the last part says this. Who gives us richly all things to enjoy. Who gives us richly all things to enjoy. And so God has blessed us and He supplies us with things of this life to enjoy. Some of you enjoy going out and playing golf. Some of you enjoy going out and and throwing a lure in the lake. Some of you enjoy going out and doing various sporting activities or gardening or or whatever it is you may collect something. Some of you enjoy sitting in a hammock. Some of you enjoy taking a nap. Some of you enjoy lots of baked goods that you're going to pay a lot of money for in a few minutes. I mean, it's just all kinds of things to enjoy. God is the one who supplies us with those things in this life to enjoy. 
And so what is appropriate is gratitude. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. There's a fourth one. You're going to like this one. As Christians, we have an inheritance in heaven awaiting us. Now, I don't know if you have an earthly inheritance or not. Those can certainly be uh, uncertain. Someone may contest it. It may be taken away from you. You may not be able to keep it. But there is an inheritance in heaven awaiting those who know the Lord Jesus Christ that no one can take and nothing can thwart. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who according to His abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Now listen to the next part, verse 4 of 1 Peter 1. To an inheritance, now listen, incorruptible and undefiled, it does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. Read it again. To an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. That doesn't tickle you, I don't know what will, if you're a child of God. I've had a reservation uh, when I booked a hotel room and got taken away. There's a reservation that will never get taken away. I've got waiting reserved in heaven. It will never corrupt. It will never fade away. It will never be defiled. It's eternal. In other words, God has given us blessings for this life and for the life to come. Hallelujah. No wonder we sing, Bless the Lord, O my soul. He is worthy of blessing and praise. Well, we talked about the giver. We need to talk about the gift for a moment. The indescribable gift, it says here. Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift, and that gift is Jesus. Now, Christmas is right around the corner. We're going to be talking a lot in the days to come about how Jesus, the Son of God, became the Son of Man, perfect God, perfectly joined in the flesh. And uh, we'll talk about that in the days to come, God willing. But have you ever thought about, beloved, how much Jesus gave to us in the gift of Himself? We already read this morning in the Scripture about how He became poor for our sakes. Uh, He left the splendor of heaven. He he laid aside those robes of glory for rags in a barn. And uh, He was born of the Virgin Mary. And He gave Himself uh, in public ministry and teaching and healing and performing miracles and preaching. And the Lord Jesus knew what it was to be hungry and thirsty and tired. And He knew what it was to be betrayed by a friend. And then the Bible says He gave His life a ransom for many. He laid down His life upon that cross for us and He willingly and voluntarily gave Himself for us and He shed His precious blood. In fact, when you think about it, Jesus' life was one of constant giving, wasn't it? Giving, 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 giving. Why? Because He loved us. He loved you. And He wants to save you. Beloved, when you think of God... Dying in your place, because He's God. Jesus is God. When you think of God dying in your place, taking your sin, that you might be reconciled to Him, no wonder Paul said, this is an indescribable gift. I mean, how do you explain that? He who knew no sin became sin for us. And then not only reconciling us to Him by grace through faith and repentance, He then gives us all these good things that we enjoy. And He blesses us as followers of Christ. 
You remember a while ago I said we asked for a flower, but we got a beautiful bouquet. Now be honest, how many of us really knew all that we were getting when we asked the Lord Jesus Christ into our lives? Think about the day, if you're a child of God today, when you ask Jesus to save you from your sin, how many of you knew everything that was involved with that and everything that you were going to get from that? I mean, we knew some of it. We knew about forgiveness and we knew about heaven and we probably knew about the relief from the guilt that we were feeling, but we had no idea all that we were going to get when we asked for that flower that we were actually getting a beautiful bouquet. In fact, let's be honest about it, we still don't know fully, do we? We're ever growing and changing and and learning and understanding who we are and what we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. The beautiful bouquet. The gift. The Lord Jesus. The giver, God. But then we come to our part. And that is the gratitude that we see expressed in this passage. The gratitude that we should have. Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. You know, we live in a very ungrateful time. Have you noticed that? Have you noticed that we live in a very ungrateful time? The Bible talks about it. Didn't know if you knew that or not. Look at this verse. Uh, these verses. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. But, but know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers. Sounds like today, doesn't it? That's the evening news. That's the Charlotte Observer right there, isn't it? Disobedient to parents. And then here's a very interesting one. Thrown in the midst of that, look what the next word says. It's underlined. What does it say? Unthankful. Unholy. Think about that. Lovers in the cells, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unholy, unthankful. Do you think God cares about our thankfulness? He does. You know, beloved, it's one thing when the lost man or woman is unthankful, but how awful it is when a child of God is unthankful. Reminds me of a little boy I read about this past uh, little bit who was being punished with a timeout. You know what timeout is? You know, set him aside, be quiet. I, I don't know if this is a good idea or not, but he was having timeout in the closet. And his father checked on him and he asked what he was doing. And the boy says, I'm spitting. I'm spitting. He says, I've spit on your shoes. I've spit on mom's shoes. I've spit on your clothes. Now I'm sitting here waiting for more spit. And I'll be honest, when I first read that, I got convicted. I thought, is that not what we do? Does that not describe us to a T? God has blessed us and blessed us and blessed us. And we're busy, what? Complaining. Spitting. On His good gift. And His goodness. Oh, beloved. What a great God we serve. What a good God we serve. Father, forgive us for our ungratefulness. Our lips should be filled with praise and thanksgiving every waking moment of our lives. We ought to wake up and say, thank you, Lord, for a new day. Thank you for life. Thank you for a mind that functions, for lungs that are breathing. Thank you for a heart that's pumping blood through my body. Thank you I can think and I can see and I can move and I can glorify you throughout life. You realize just to be able to praise is something that we praise, uh, praise the Lord for. 
We have the ability to praise. Beloved, thanks be to God for His indescribable gift, but I've got to ask you, have you received it? Have you received the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you received His indescribable gift where you've turned from your sin and received Him as your Lord and Savior? Now, I want to give you some instruction. You grab that tag. And here's what we're going to do today. If you've never been with us for our Thanksgiving service of the last several years, we've decorated a beautiful, you said beautiful tree up here. This is our Thanksgiving tree. And what we ask you to do is to jot down uh, a message of thanksgiving to the Lord. You can write as little or as much as you want. And we're going to ask you to do that. And then in just a moment when we're having some music, we're going to ask you to come and, and hang it on this tree. And it'll be up today. It'll be up next Sunday. You can retrieve it off the tree if you'd like next Sunday and, and get it. Maybe keep it as a bookmark if you'd like. And then, of course, this will turn into a Christmas tree. But right now, it's a Thanksgiving tree. And here's what I want to ask you to do. In a moment after I pray, we're going to have some music, and you can begin writing out your thanks. And you come and decorate this tree. I'm going to be standing right up here, and maybe you're here. And you say, well, preacher, I've never received this indescribable gift that you're talking about. I'm going to be standing right here. I'd love to take my Bible and share with you the Lord Jesus and help you to understand the Gospel and to lead you to the cross. And so we're going to all be decorating, but if you need to receive the Lord Jesus today or you have questions or you want to know more about that, I'm going to be standing right over here. And I'd love to have some time to talk with you. And there's plenty of time today because we're going to be decorating this tree. I've asked that moms and dads help your kids. Let's decorate the whole tree, the front and back and all around, and it'll be laden down with praise and thanksgiving to the Lord. And so I'm going to pray and the music will begin. And whenever you're ready, you come and we'll give a time. If you need to be saved today or you want to talk more about that, I'll be right up here at the front. We'll sit down and talk a little bit. And then we'll close our service in just a few moments. And uh, we'll move on from here, okay? Father... Thank you for the indescribable gift, the gift of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for all of your blessings on us. We're not worthy of any of them, but you in grace and mercy have given us all things. Lord, I pray this will be an act of worship as these messages are written. They'll be from the heart and they'll be publicly displayed for others to rejoice in. And then, Father, I'm pretty sure that in a crowd this size, there's one or two or maybe several who've never received the indescribable gift of salvation, the indescribable gift of Christ. Give them courage to step forward today and allow me or someone else to talk with them and lead them to the cross. May you be honored and praised and glorified in this very special time, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. The music's going to begin. When you're ready, you come.